Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Sing on the angels, sing in exaltation, sing all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. Come, let us adore Christmas spirit? Yeah, really? <laughs> Let me ask you again. <laughs> Does it really feel good to be in a Christmas spirit? Yeah. Thank you. I, I can direct if you want. <laughs> I love all the decorations. Thank you, Matthew, and those of you who came in, even though we had, we had canceled the Christmas decorating party, some came together to put this together. It looks really pretty. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness. For those of you who do, first of all, welcome, welcome to everybody here for our, um, I know, right? <laughs> good to have Olitha here again. Oh, good morning, everybody. Those of you online and those of you who are in person, it is so good to see you all and so good to be seen. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. For those of you who are watching who do not know me, I'm pretty sure everybody in here knows me. <laughs> I want to give the announcements for today. Um, first of all, I want to start off by um, asking you to continue to hold in prayer with me, the Berry family, because they've been through a lot through the month of November. They had a transition of their, do of their dog, Teddy, who's the most beautiful soul, and then Roxanne's sister, and last week was Michael's sister. The, the funeral was yesterday, which was a really powerful um, celebration of life. I, I really liked being there. I apologize that I whatever you want to do, but let's just hold them in love. And anybody who you know, who's been experiencing some type of feeling of tragedy or loss this season, let's hold all, everybody, part of our spiritual community and outside of our spiritual community. Amen? Amen. And then also, today is our last day for our Adopt-A-Family program. We have been doing so well. I am so, so, so proud of us as a church to be able to honor those who are from the Volunteers of America families that need help and want to experience some type of Christmas. And we've had fa we have two families and a veteran that we are buying Christmas gifts for. Let me mention something to you that's kind of deep for me. Even though Roxanne and her family are going through this, she has been working with Bonnie and her daughter Bailey 
have still been working to get Christmas gifts as you guys bring in the money so that they can make sure these families and this veteran have an awesome Christmas. That is what you call love. That is what you call giving generously. That is what you call righteous, righteous giving from the heart together and individually that we offer up this love in this way. I'm just so proud of it. I had to stop and say that. I don't care how long it takes. I just want to say that to you. And I want to tell you as long as there's breath in my being that I love you from the bottom of my heart and I'm so grateful to be your minister. I just want to say that. And you keep demonstrating it more and more and more why God guided me here. I wanted a church that would grow with me and we have that. We have that outreach inside and outreach outside of this church. And so I just want to say that. So, we, so you can still give online to unityfh.com slash donate. It'll take you right to the donate uh, page. You can go ahead and give whatever you feel led to give for today. And then that way we can get the last items on the list that we need to get. Let's help make these families and uh, veterans. And they're getting, they're, they have these such simple lists. But Roxanne and Bailey have been working tirelessly, and Bonnie, and Sharon, and others, to make sure they get something that's a surprise as well, like bikes for the little kids, and you know something that's a surprise for the veteran. And we're able to do that, and I'm excited about that. So let us continue to give a little more if we have it. If you don't, just send a blessing. That'll go a long way too, so that these families and this veteran have a wonderful Christmas this year. And then next week, we have our women's group's um, gingerbread house event. We're going to be making these gingerbread houses uh, for Christmas. And it's going to be a fun event. So you can come out with your joy joyful hearts, men, women, and children. As a matter of fact, the children's church is so excited about this. <laughs> they want to get their rehearsal done quickly so they can go down and make some gingerbread houses. <laughs> So bring your joyful hearts and be a part of this. Everything will be provided for you to make your gingerbread houses for Christmas. Speaking of the children's church, we are doing a wonderful play for children's, for the, uh, with the children's uh, program. And it's awesome for the day that they're doing it because it's the last day of Advent, which represents joy. And the title of their play is A Night to Remember. And it's a joyful it's representing a joyful night to remember. And so it'll be on December 19th. Well, the gingerbread house will be next week. And then December 19th, at, um, during the service, the children's church will be doing their play. And, and then so today and tomorrow, they're going to still be rehearsals at 11 o'clock after the service. So. And if you want to help out, feel free to stay and help out with the rehearsal. Mark your calendars. Let's make sure I'm not missing anything. Mar um. I'm not. Mark your calendars for the Christmas Eve candlelight service, which will be on Christmas Eve, <laughs> Friday um, at 6 p.m. And then we're going to do our burning bowl ceremony on New Year's Eve at 6 p.m., which is, uh, of course, December 24th and then December 20, uh, 31st. And so to stay abreast of our weekly activities, we're still doing our weekly um, Bible study, our weekly meditations, to stay abreast of what's going on at our church, please visit our website regularly, unityfh.com. Matthew has been so awesome to send out weekly newsletters. Read through the newsletters too. The calendar of events is right there, so you can see it as soon as you open it up. And, get, and stay abreast of what we're doing. If you want to participate, feel free. You are always welcome, and also invite others to participate as well. That newsletter goes out every Friday, 
If you want to sign up for our weekly newsletter or our email blast, you can go to our website on the bottom of the page, on the home page, you can sign up there. And then to schedule an appointment with me for prayer or for whatever, you can call 248-737-9191 or email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. If I don't answer, please leave a message because it transcribes it and Matthew sends it to me and I will call you and call, pray with you or whatever you need. I'm here for you. And I am here after hours. Some of you know <laughs> I'm available after hours. You can also put your prayer requests in the prayer box right outside of the sanctuary on the counter there. We do get prayer requests. We pray over them. We put them on our prayer list. We stay in prayer for 30 days on that list. We go through it and, and recite and we keep, uh, keep you in prayer. And then after we're finished praying, we send it to Silent Unity. So you get you, you held in the love of God in our minds and in the mind of Silent Unity. I want to... Um, Announce our prayer chaplains, Reverend, uh, Reverend, oh man, okay, Eileen, Eileen Lindbergh, and Lynette um, Kelly, and then Roxanne Berry, they're our prayer chaplains, and I want to thank you, all of you, for your sacred service to our spiritual community. I wanted a prayer ministry, and we have one, y'all, and I'm so excited. So this concludes our announcements for today. As we listen to the song, Surely the Presence, as our music team with their beautiful voices bring and open up our hearts with it. Listen deeply and let it open your hearts and your minds for the daily word and for our opening prayer meditation. second week of Advent. Last week, Reverend Bonnie lit the candle that represented hope and faith. And this week, we're going to light that again, staying in the consciousness of hope and faith. We're going to light the second candle, which represents peace. How do I get this going? They did it to Reverend Bonnie as well. So let's, where there's a will, there's a way, right? And there's always a way. There we go. Peace of God. More light moves you into the peace of God. So that's the second. I'll go into Advent a little bit more in my talk. But let us just open up in prayer, aligning our hearts and our minds 
with this second week of Advent, which represents peace, and knowing that as God moves us from the phase of hope, which is the expectation of something in the future, into the faith that we have it right now, it opens us up to a deeper level of peace. Thank you, God. Amen. And so that brings us in the word for today. The daily word for today is peace. <laughs> so, as I said, the daily word for today, Sunday, December 5th, 2021, is peace. I'm going to read the affirmation, and I'd like you to affirm it with me. I choose peace. Together, I choose peace. And the message reads, as I continue on the Advent journey, my thoughts turn to peace. I remember what gives me peace, the beauty of a sunset, a comforting hug, a heartfelt prayer. In those moments, peace encompasses all of my thoughts and feelings, transforming any worries or troubles. I wish to carry that feeling with me always. I realize I do not have to wait for specific experiences to feel peaceful. I have the power to, calm, to claim peace at all times and in all situations. I affirm that divine peace is greater than any worldly condition. Let me say that again. I affirm that divine peace is greater than any worldly condition. I remain centered and calm and don't let minor irritations knock me off center or linger in my awareness. God's peace is my peace forever. And the scripture for today comes from Philippians. It's chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let us gently close our eyes and take a deep breath as we move into prayer. Take one more deep, deep breath. And let's do one-third deep breath, breathing in love. And as you exhale... Let your attention flow right down into the center of your chest, which is your heart center. This is a beautiful space inside of us because this is where the relationship with God, which represents the vertical part of a sacred cross, the spiritual aspect of us, meets with the relationship in the human realm, the horizontal part of the sacred cross. In this center, center ourselves in a consciousness of God's peace, God's love, the calmness that centers us at all times. And we thank you, God, for being that peace in us, for bringing our consciousness to the awareness that you love us no matter what, and for teaching us how to love you and ourselves and each other in the same way aligned with the divine mind of God. We know that you are that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives all the time and in the universe. We take just a little bit of time to sit in the feeling of peace just for a little bit, allowing our minds and hearts to open to hear today's message, to grasp it fully, knowing that it is the Christ inside of us that opens us up and moves us into guiding us through it, being the word of God, 
in physical manifestation. So let's just sit in that energy of peace just for a little bit. And gently breathe in love. And exhale. I release. And I let go. Do it again. Breathe in love. And exhale. I release. And I let go. And just continue to deeply breathe in love. And deeply exhale and release all that blocks you from feeling that love. You are in the presence of God right now. You are safe. You are centered in peace. And you are deeply loved by God, just as you are. another deep breath breathing in love and exhale I release I let go I let God and now gently open your eyes <sighs> sometimes I don't want to come back <laughs> Now let us go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. Ooh, take a deep breath, breathe that in again. And let's move into our UFH growth affirmation. Let's affirm that together as well. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song, and then I will be back with our message. Dazzling heights to vast 
I love when you sing that song, Laurel. I love all of your voices. That 
it just, can you think, just imagine that. I touched the sky when my knees hit the ground. Just think about that. Those words of what, like when they sing, I hear the words pierce me deeply. And, and that, that is just so powerful that as you bend, as you bend down to pray, as you lower your human, you touch the sky because you're more than your human. Do you know that? Like, really, do you know that? You are more than your human. We were, we were created so wonderfully that this self-correcting spirit that created us decided to live with us, decided to live in us, decided to co-create with us, but still gave us the choice to choose what we decide to create. If you and I were to have done this, we would co-create only good things for our kids, right? wouldn't want them to go through something that they choose that's destructive. But this beautiful spirit that created us, God the good omnipotent, created us to choose that when we touch the ground, we open up for spirit and will not make us touch the ground, but will allow us to choose to bow to our human, to let the spirit flow. Isn't that amazing? This touches my heart so deeply that this being loves us so much that it gives us choice. And then when we choose God every single time, God goes beyond what it is, the sky and beyond. I'm blown away. I'm blown away by that song. Every time I hear you sing that song, Laurel, even when I was recording it, I mean, you know, doing recordings, I'd listen to the video, and then I'd go to record, and I'd be crying. Oh, my goodness. So I do have a joke for today. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? Frostbite. <laughs> Frozen teeth. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that, I like that a lot. I thought that was really cute. So we're in the second week of Advent, which I said earlier represents peace. And it's interesting that we have been studying the Sermon on the Mount these last couple months, and then we're right here at this space in Advent where we're pausing uh, from the Sermon on the Mount, but it's still being demonstrated in what Advent is because Advent represents this four-week period of time that we prepare ourselves for the arrival and the coming uh, and the giving birth to a deeper expression of a consciousness of Christ in you, the Christ in you that you are. This is the amazing thing about that awesome spirit that you are because you're completely human and you're completely spirit at the same time. That's what makes up that sacred cross. This is the awesome thing about it. God's vast divine mind is too much for us to handle at one time. Too much in our human understanding. So we get to every minute of every, every second of every minute of every day of every month of every year of our lives we get to gradually unfold into the awareness of it. And with Advent, we get to gradually prepare our mind 
for the coming of something. Think about how excited you'd be if you got somebody who you love so much in the world coming to visit you. How you'd want your house to be clean. Oh, when my grandmother used to come over for Christmas, oh my Lord, my mama, she's a, she's a perfectionist and my grandmother was obsessive compulsive. She'd go in and look up under stuff and see if there was dirt. Like, oh my goodness. And she loved to clean. So my mother would have a list Upon a, you talk about Santa Claus list for the goods and the naughty and nice. We had a list on what we had to clean and what we didn't. I said, I hate when grandmama comes over because we're in the crevices with toothbrushes cleaning and all that because she would look in the crevices. She's the only woman I knew that would wake up early enough to wake up the rooster so the rooster could crow so she could start cleaning. But my mother loved when her mother came over and she wanted everything to be spick and span. She wanted everything to be perfect. She wanted to have a perfect home. And think about how you feel when you have a guest coming who's really special. You'd want everything to be perfect, right? No. <laughs> just come in as it is. <laughs> my, my, my underwear's here. My socks are here. Just have a seat. Let me slide that over for you. Have a seat right there. It does depend. It does depend. Because in our household, and as we grew up, the first time you're there, you're a guest. The second time you're there, your family, go get it yourself. That's how it is in our family. But the truth is, when you do have a guest coming, you prepare the home. You prepare the space. That's what Advent represents. Preparing the space in your mind. Preparing your relationship. Preparing your consciousness. Preparing your body. Preparing your lifestyle. Preparing your own self. Every part of yourself to give birth to this awesome expression of a deeper awareness and consciousness of the Christ in you and to be in a space to receive it, to accept it, and live in that new lifestyle. Isn't that awesome? And we get to experience it every single year, to go through that experience of Advent every single year. And so like last week, Bonnie, represent, Bonnie talked about the first Sunday represents the hope and faith that opens us up. You have to have a sense of expectation in you that you know it will be so before you can trust it, that it is so right now. There's a phase there. That's awesome. Because in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus was preparing his followers to understand fully the ministry he was here to represent and the ministry that we are here to represent, he talked about phases in consciousness. He talked about the attitude, the be attitudes, the attitudes of being. And when you're in that state of being, your consciousness flows there. The second week represents peace. In the Old Testament, the word peace comes from the derivative of the Hebrew word shalom, which means to be whole and complete. And so in the, Hebrew, in the Hebrew and Jewish traditions, they say shalom when they greet people, which means I honor you in the completeness, the safety, and the prosperity that you are. But they also say it as you leave, shalom. Same thing. So shalom is representing peace. But there's phases of peace that we are to prepare our mind to be to open ourselves up for the consciousness of an understanding, a deeper awareness, and living a more powerful expression of the Christ that you are. So today I'm going to talk about emanating peace beyond all understanding. Emanating peace beyond all understanding. And the scripture that I want to use for today 
comes from Philippians 4, chapters 6 and 7. And I want to read, let me read the uh, King James Version for you first, because this is the most popular one that I know of, that I heard first. And then we'll go into the New Living Translation. And it, can you guys read this with me, by the way? Let's read this together. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, I love to have any of you heard this version before? Or am I the only one who you've heard it before? Yeah, that's the, most, that's the most popular one, the King James Version. I love the New Living Translation version. And, it go, and then uh, verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will, have, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Let me just align. Thank you, God, for this scripture. I feel you rush it in. I'm just asking just to open me up to feel it so that I can express the message as you are giving it to me. Unadulterated, without my human peace, just the spirit flow through me. Thank you, God. Amen. This is a powerful scripture, and I've, I've gone through this before, but I want to I wanna just go through it again because every single time I read scripture, I don't know about you, but every single time I read scripture, I'm in a different phase of consciousness. I've experienced different facets in my awareness that are open me, opening me up to read it from a different perspective. And so the scales have fallen from my eyes again, from my human expectation and my human perspective and my human understanding of it. And I open my up to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear from a different perspective. Why do I say the eyes to see and the ears to hear? I say that because as I'm reading, I don't know about you, but I hear my voice in my mind as I'm reading. And as I'm seeing it, I see a deeper meaning of the words as they come to me. So I have the eyes to see it as I'm hearing, as I have the ears to hear it. And it opens up a deeper image, a deeper understanding, a deeper awareness of what the word is in me. Not the what the word is out there, because I don't want to, to focus on out there right now. I want to focus on what it is in me. And as I focus on what it is in me, then I can see more clearly what it is that's out there. Does that make sense? So I've read this over. I got it so highlighted and underlined, and uh, I'm about to put some margins, notes in the margins so I can remember pieces too. But it's beautiful. Don't worry about anything. It's the first thing that God's talking about here. Shalom doesn't just mean, in, in the Old Testament, it also means the absence of war, the absence of turmoil, the absence of conflict. But there's deeper than that. It's not just the absence of conflict. It's the presence of what's there, the wholeness and the completeness of God. So if you're sitting someplace comp complaining and worried and arguing and angry, you are looking at the wholeness and the completeness of God that's in the circumstance, the situation, or the presence. Why do I say that? Let's think about what's going on in this world today. Think about what happened last week. Shootings. In schools. In high schools. Deaths. Happening in families. Back to back to back to back. Issues, circumstances, trouble. Uh, issues in the body. Illnesses. All of these things that are shocking us, that are happening to us, that are rocking 
our core. If you focus on that, that'll lower your vibration. But if you move into the space of shalom, peace, from the consciousness of looking at the part in there where God resonates, how does God resonate in a, a person who's going around shooting their, 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 their student, their classmates? Just think about that. Where's the peace there? Honestly. People who have it in their spot mind that they are hurting so deeply that they feel they have to choose to take another person's life. Where is their peace in that? Seriously, do, do you see peace in it? I'm asking, do you? It's because we're looking from the human perspective. The truth is, God's presence is there anyway. God's presence is there anyway. And to walk in a life that is rooted on not worrying and only seeing God through every situation, it takes a radical shift in our consciousness. It takes a radical shift in our heart. It takes a radical shift in our mind to see only the presence of God and to have a heart of compassion towards somebody who put a knee on somebody's neck or somebody who goes around shooting people or somebody who blows up buildings or somebody. That is a radical consciousness, but we have it in ourselves to see it. We do. We do. And we're created to be the expression of God. I, I remember telling you this, that when my nephew died and I knew it was going to happen, Eight months old in a car accident, the car explodes and the baby is inside of it. My brother got out, his, my sister-in-law got out, but the eight-month-old baby was in the car when it blew up. Last words my brother heard him saying was daddy. It was the first word he'd ever said. And, 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 and if somebody yanked him away, he wanted to die with his, his son, yanked him away and the car exploded. I saw it happen before it happened. I saw the explosion as the car was backing out of the driveway to go down the street that was going to take that baby from us. I saw it happen in my mind. And I turned to my mother and I said, I wish John had practiced opening that car seat because my brother could not get the baby out of the car seat because it was a new car seat and he could not get it, unlock it with his right hand. He was left-handed. His left hand was healing from a bro broken arm, you know, was broken. And I told him, John, why don't you practice? And he didn't practice. And the baby blew up in the car accident. My mother had to go identify the remains because my brother and my sister-in-law were in the hospital recuperating. And I'm like, why would you give me this gift? I can't understand it. I'm angry. Christmas Day, 1996. That Christmas is not a happy time for us sometimes. It was Christmas Day, 1996. This baby, this eight-month-old baby, I taught him how to walk while they were getting ready. I pulled him out of the playpen, and I taught him how to walk. And I felt him, and I felt cold go through me when I picked him up to take him out of the car seat. I knew something was up. And then when they backed out of the driveway, I saw the explosion. And I asked God, why would you give me a gift and I can't do anything about it? And I've told you this story before. And God said to me, you don't have the gift to stop 
what happens. That's part of my will. Life is life. You have this to be the presence, to be my presence in the midst of it. I promise you God is present everywhere. God is present, and it doesn't make sense on the human. No. That's why this says to pray about everything. Do you know what, remember what it means to pray? It means to commune with God. It means to come into union with God, even in the midst of the most difficult, most tra seemingly tragic experiences. You don't know what's going on in the background. All we see is what's happening in the front. God is doing something. It takes radical consciousness to, see, to get to that place of being the presence of God, even in the midst of knowing what's happening. And I promise you, I have seen a lot of things in my mind. I've seen a lot of things in my mind. I've felt a lot of things. That when, the, when the building fell down in, in California, that part of that apartment, I felt it. I felt it. What am I? I told Howard, I'm feeling grief about something. I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling it. He's heard me say that over and over again. And now I know that when I feel it, find the peace in the midst of it and send it back. Find the peace in the midst of it and send it back. God's presence is in the midst of every tragic moment. And it says here that tell God what you need. I need peace. I need peace. And God will give it to you in the midst. I, I watched Michael yesterday, and Alex was there too. He went up to talk about his sister. He wanted the, wor he wanted the world and everybody listening and watching to hear from his expression what his sister is, the love and the power and the beauty of her life. He wanted to pass on a legacy of her life through the stories that he had to share. And he choked up a couple times. But then he got his center, and he was so eloquent in expressing it. He touched our hearts, and he made us laugh <laughs> at the same time. It was funny. It was moving. And we got the just of her essence. And every single heart that was watching walked away with the, leg with the legacy of his sister Lisa, in their hearts. When you are in the midst of any turmoil, any circumstance, any issue, and this Christmas season is not, uh, uh, it, you can't dismiss it. Any season, there's something that's going to happen. Ask God what you need. And I promise what you need is peace because peace represents wholeness. It represents safety. It represents prosperity. It represents peace and harm. It represents harmony and a complete understanding that no matter what's happening, God's presence is here and God's presence can hold me. When my mom told me she was passing away, it was so interesting because we were so excited in 2004. My mother, you know, she got into remission with the cancer, and she came to my wedding to my second husband, and we, she told me she was going to make it there, and she came. And then, and that was in September, and then February of 2005, it, it resurfaced. And then in August, she goes into the hospital because she has pleurisy, which is similar to pneumonia. And they do an MRI. And I, I got there. I, I heard something in my father's voice when he called me to tell me that mama's in the hospital. And I got there, and they're wheeling her down from the MRI. And I'm standing there waiting, and I feel it the same way I felt it with my nephew. All right, God, be the presence. 
She comes down, she takes my hand, and she says, I don't believe I have a living lung left. And I said, yes, you do, Mama. Everything, it's going to be good. Okay. She said, she squeezed my hand, and she said, no, it's not, baby. No, it's not. And I knew that as far as the human perspective is concerned, I wa it wasn't going to be okay. But as far as the spiritual perspective is concerned, God's presence was going to show up. Every single one of us, my mother had prepared, there's five of us at that time. My sister passed. So we got three girls and three boys. My, my mother knew and prepared us all. I had no idea. But in the midst of it, we were all at peace. Do you know anybody in your life who in the midst of a crisis is steady as a rock? Do you know anybody? Raise your hand. You know someone who in the midst of a crisis, they're steady as a rock. They have tapped into the peace of God. That's the peace of God in motion. That's the presence of God holding them and rooting them to emanate it beyond all understanding right where they are so that others can feel it in here in it too. Do you know anybody in your life who when you're around them, you can feel God's peace? I do. You feel it and you trust what you feel. That's the presence of God emanating in them beyond all understanding. It says here, um, and thank him for all he has done. Are there any times in your life when you were going through something that you didn't know how you could get out of it, but you did get out of it and you know it was God? Can you say, thank you, God? Thank you, God, so much. When you remember those times, does it make you trust that in this moment God will be there with you too? That's why as you are praying for what you need, you thank God for what God's done because God prepares your mind to come out of complaining, come out of worrying, and puts you in a space of great expectation and the faith that it is happening right now. The wholeness, the completeness, the safety, and prosperity is there right now. That's why you move into a space of thanksgiving because thanksgiving opens up gratitude. Does that make sense? So can you get it now, if you move it from the spirit perspective, that it is possible to have gratitude even when there's something going on that you do not like? Is it possible to have peace in a circumstance that feels tragic and you do not like what's going on? Is it possible to still root yourself in peace? And somebody is looking at you like, how are you so peaceful? That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. In the Old Testament, it's called it's Shalom. In the New Testament, it's called Irene. There's this, um, and so what, G what Charles Fillmore says, and it's beautiful because Jesus talks about being a peacemaker in the Beatitudes, and Charles Fillmore says a peacemaker takes every turmoil, every thought, every resentment, every anger, and speaks peace to it. But you got to do it one step at a time. And I'm going to show, um, I want to show this little cute video. You ever, you remember growing up watching the, the or what, having your kids watch this little movie called Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Put one foot in front of the other. Here we go.
because it makes it as plain as a five-year-old can get it. Is it just me or did you get it? He said, if I choose and elect to change, the beautiful part is that walking across choose. the floor is creating a habit in it. The next thing you know, you walk up through the door of being the presence of it, emanating it beyond all understanding to where you, you um, motivate others to do the same. We are here to emanate peace beyond all understanding. I challenge you all, not just through this Advent season, but for the rest of your life, to choose to be in a relationship with God that is so deep and ask God for the help, that you be the presence of God because you're aligned with God. So you are having peace with God, but you be of God, of peace as well, that you emanate it so deeply that when you walk in the room, Everyone feels it around you. Everyone feels it with you. That it's like turning on the light in the midst of darkness. Does that make sense? I am emanating the presence of God together. Beyond all understanding. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to do that for to move into eat the Christmas season? Thank you, God. Amen. Now we're going to have our second song, and we got our kids in here. They got to see part of that. <laughs> I should have called them to come and see it in the beginning. separate even if I ran away cause your love never fails no I still make mistakes but you have new mercy for me every day cause your love never Joy comes in the morning And when the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails When this strong I never thought I'd reach the other side, but your love never fails. 
Take a deep breath and just gently close your eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington Hills as your love offering, your tithe, your pledge, whatever it is. And let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Let me move this. I don't want to be in front of the camera. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And you know how to give. You can give online. You can send in a check. If you send in a check, send it to Unity of uh, Farmington Hills for, what is it, a uh, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 4833. <laughs> I do that for you, Dennis. <laughs> we're going to have the kids come down so we can go ahead and do our, um, we're going to just go ahead and move into our prayer for protection because we don't have time to do the, um, the virtual prayer. And then we'll do our peace song. That way they can go ahead and practice. So come on down. Ooh, I'm so excited about the play you guys are preparing for. Aren't you guys excited? <laughs> and we got some little ones who are going to be part of it. Okay, let us stand up so we can affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And now let's sing our, our uh, peace song. Sing it like you know it. 
for sure. Berkeley? I'm using this Berkeley. Okay, here it is. Thank you all for showing up. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, there is someone waiting to take your love offerings as you go out. Uh, uh, Pat is waiting too. I want to thank all of you who are participating in the transportation uh, service that we're doing. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. I forgot to say that. Uh, hi, Aletha. Love you all. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.